Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week's guest is Kat, or Kat the Wolf, as she is known across her social media branding. Uh, Kat is a latecomer to video games in general and uh, got into Bloodborne in a big, big kind of way right at the very beginning of her video game experience. Uh, she took that all the way into Dark Souls 1 and 3 and then 2. And then, uh, yeah, it's a really interesting conversation. She's gotten real big into challenge runs and, and things like that. So uh, I'm going to just let you enjoy this episode. Bloodborne was my first game. Uh, I wasn't much of a video game player. My mom didn't like video games, so I didn't play them until I was like 16 or 17. Interesting. So, yeah. So no, like Nintendo at the house or no, uh, no PlayStation at the house or anything like that? Nope. I had a Game Boy Color with like three games and a Game Boy Advance, it's like four games, and then my mom sold the Game Boy Color, and then my Game Boy broke. No. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> consoles, not a thing in my house. Was that like so, a, I don't want my kids yeah. wasting time with this when they could be studying thing, or like a religious thing, or like what what kind of thing was it? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, uh, it was a it was more of a video games rot your brain. Sure. Okay. Uh, mom's I mean she's not wrong they do so <laughs> yeah I know yeah <laughs> so it wasn't until after you left the house that you started actually playing some some quote-unquote real video games uh well I met my uh my best friend um when I was like 16 mm-hmm. we met at a job and she I played a lot of games at her house and that's actually where I played Bloodborne because I was I had played like two Resident Evil games and I was ready to go apparently. <laughs> uh, so Bloodborne was like my fourth console game ever. That's crazy to me. Like that that's a that's a huge jump from no video games to Bloodborne. Yeah, and I had no clue it was supposed to be hard cuz I knew nothing about it and it was 2015 so it was a really new game and I sucked. <laughs> and I thought it was me. <laughs> But I didn't know you could summon people either, so I played the entire game solo. Did uh was that you said twenty fifteen? So that was right when the game was out. So it was actually really difficult to summon people right when the game came out because the online was kind of broken. I feel like it's still hard to summon people. It, it, it definitely can be, especially in the chalice dungeons. It kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the what was the difficulty that you had? Just like coming to grips with the controls or like the the three D space. I know my my wife who doesn't play any video games or plays very few video <laughs> games. Uh, I I put Bloodborne in her hands once and just like recorded her figuring her way around and she was just immediately lost she's like i have no idea what i'm doing and i'm like <laughs> died and then she was like everything comes back i don't want to play this anymore but put on diablo 3 and i was like okay cool <laughs> <laughs> well well i didn't i i for some reason had a really hard time with like the l3 r3s you know for like locking on so i, I didn't lock on like at all uh <laughs> i just kind of swung wildly and I still have this issue, actually. I'm terrible about running into walls because I just kind of like go forward and then deal with where it, whatever comes in my way. So I kept like running off things. <laughs> so there were a lot of gravity deaths. Gravity is the biggest opponent in a Souls game. That's true. <laughs> 
How long do you think it took you before you you started feeling comfortable in the game? Oh man, that was a while ago, but and I've played it, you know, so many times since. Mm-hmm. I'd probably say uh, never. <laughs> you're still you're still coming to grips with it, huh? <laughs> the last time I fought Garman, I think I died twenty times. Garman's a hard fight, though, man. That dude is, um, you know, once once you get him into a second phase and you can't parry him anymore, like all of a sudden it's a it's a whole different ball game. I played him a couple times in the second phase. I always die right afterwards, but I've done it. <laughs> I, I also I love that fight because of the music, so I don't mind dying to it over. Yeah, that's one of the... I, I like the Bloodborne soundtrack a lot. Uh, I think it's kind of overblown in a lot of places, but uh, there's some there's some really nice melodies in there, and German and Lady Maria are probably my two favorite tracks out of there. And maybe, of course, Orphan yeah. of Cause. So. <laughs> What you- legitimately mute that fight. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> well, his his screams are not part of the sound effects mm-hmm. or the voice, so I can't figure out what how to get rid of his screams with just having music. So the whole thing goes. What do you mean his screams aren't part of the sound effects? Like it's it's a different track than what he's doing. As far as I'm aware, it's been a while. Maybe I'm wrong. But- no, no, no. I'm, I'm just genuinely curious. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I like tried to turn off his screams, but he still screamed. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Are you sure you just weren't doing it under your breath because you're having a hard time? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it might just be like seared into my brain now. Uh, you know, uh, the back, background track of my brain. I've 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 been like I've been st- I've streamed Dark Souls before, uh, and like have the sound turned way way low because I don't want it to echo on the stream. And uh, yeah, have definitely had that experience of like, oh, that the Taurus demon is yelling at me right now and cannot hear it at all, but just hear it clearly in my head. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when you were uh, like, what, what do you think it was about Bloodborne that that grabbed you so much? Was it the aesthetic? I mean, obviously you weren't playing a lot of video games, but like, was it just like looking at this kind of weirdly gothic werewolf game and going like, yes, this is my jam? I think there was, a, I think there were like several parts. I think one part was I'm one of those people um, where if I don't do something well, I'm then going to obsess over doing it well. Um, so I died and well, I got to get back and do it again. Uh, but then also I didn't have a lot of other games to play. So we're going to go with this one. And then also I like beasties. <laughs> Just in general. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to see what the next big bad was going to be. That's awesome. That's um, yeah. it's that's a, that's almost a kind of a rare thing because people get so uh, I think I don't really know. What I guess discouraged is the word I'm looking for. Playing a Souls game for the first time where they just die over and over again and just want to rage quit. So it's nice as you were like, no, no, I'm going to keep doing this no matter what. Well, I thought it was me. I didn't realize the game was supposed to be hard, so I was like, well, I got to get better, I guess. <laughs> you you were ready for it. You were, you were, you kept going. Was it, uh, as you were playing, did you pick up on any of the story beats or anything? I got that. It was weird. Okay. Uh, not really. Um, I I mean, I think I got kind of like a, a general gist of it, but then I went afterwards and like read about it. I read the whole like story of it. So after you finished the game, or were you doing that uh, like concurrently as you were going through? Oh, after. I try not to read things about games I'm playing, mm-hmm. because I'm bad about stopping. 
I don't want to ruin a game for myself. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's weird. Like my my buddy Gary always says, like you can only experience a Souls game once. So why would you want to spoil it for yourself? But uh, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like knowing things can actually kind of help in, like with the enjoyment of a game or in some ways. So it's it's weird. I always I always go back and forth on that because like Sekiro is coming out. And they've released a you know like a a couple of trailers and like a fourteen right, minute right. like gameplay video. I'm like, how much of this game do I want to see before it comes out? And I just I can't help myself but like clicking play on the YouTube videos every once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> I I am similar with like trailers and stuff. Just not being able to help yourself to to watch them. Yeah, but the, actually, the Sekiro kind of bored me, so that kind of helped. <laughs> <laughs> well, not to get off topic on Bloodborne, but I'm curious why Sekiro is not doing it for you. I'm not a huge stealth game fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I. I'm assuming like you don't have to be super stealthy because that's kind of the way of these games. But and I, I don't know. I uh, I'm sure I'll end up checking it out eventually. But I need to see a giant beastie first. <laughs> you need to feel see something kind of messed up and sad that you want to that you have to go kill. Yeah, I need to see something that could have once been something else, but now who knows? <laughs> and then I'm good to go. That's a good way to describe like 90% of the Dark Souls and Bloodborne bosses. Something that could have been something else, but now who knows what it is. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Ludwig comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. Ludwig is a good one. Cleric Beast is a good one. Oh, I guess that was pretty clear what, what Cleric Beast was before it was a Cleric Beast. <laughs> but, um, yeah, all, all of those Bloodborne beasties. Or not Cleric Beast. I'm thinking of... Um, um antler babe who what is that uh amelia thank you amelia vicar amelia yeah. sorry i always get uh vicar amelia and the cleric beast screwed up for some reason it's all just a yeah a blinding bunch of fur you know moving everywhere at once well yeah because i'm just like at their butt so all i'm seeing is yeah <laughs> fur with just, various screams sure yeah um once you did get into the story, is that, is that something that as you play games, um, especially as someone who didn't play games growing up, uh, is that something that draws you into games or is it kind of more of a mechanical thing for you? Oh, definitely. This, definitely the story. Um, that being said, the Souls games are a little unique in the fact that I don't really care. I mean, I'm, I'm like Dark Souls 3, I know very well um, the story of Dark Souls 3. But even then, I don't really care. How come you think? I just like playing the game more than I care about the story. So okay. it just kind of like, and since there's so much speculation, it, it's kind of like, I don't really care what is or what is not real because it could really not be real. That might be the most confusing sentence I've ever said in my life. No, no, I get it. Like there's, um, there's a desire to have a narrative kind of pinned down. And I think that, the way that souls specifically dark souls three uh, allows itself to be interpreted on like 150 different levels turns people off in some ways. Like I, I know personally for me, as much as I usually like stories that have kind of open endings, I still kind of want to know what happened. Uh, and you get that in bloodborne. Like you can kind of have a good loop of what happened yeah. at bloodborne versus dark souls three, where it's like, I don't know, man, there's, there's, there's giant crabs. Maybe they did something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so Lair is a giant worm now. So Lair is a giant worm now. <laughs> Uh, well, like, I think Bloodborne definitely has, well, in my opinion, Bloodborne is the best of the Souls games. I haven't played Demon's Souls, so, sorry. Um, 
But I think Bloodborne is like it's the most self-contained, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, I think it has the best story, the more the most cohesive story. Once you really start digging and stuff, but with like Dark Souls, because of the whole weird time thing between three games, it gets complicated, and I don't care enough. And there's very much a cyclical nature to to Dark Souls that they yeah. lean into pretty hard, which that's always a, a real fun narrative device, I think. But it's it yeah. it makes it so that literally anything can be true, which is kind of um, not as fun. Like if you, if you yeah. approached everything in Bloodborne as like everything happens in a dream, <laughs> then it's 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 a lot less cool to me, to be honest with you. True. Yeah. And then and then if you want to talk to anyone on the internet, you get it. You get yelled at. So. Has that been your experience with the Souls community? Unfortunately, Reddit uh, uh, yes. has been harsh at times. Interesting. I don't. I don't read Reddit, and I don't have any sort of a Reddit presence whatsoever. Um, I posted this podcast on Reddit for like a long time ago, like when it first started, and got some good feedback in it but like most people were like i don't understand why you're promoting yourself here and i'm like i'm <laughs> what else would you do here <laughs> like what am i supposed to do it's a it's a dark souls podcast this is the dark souls place so yeah yeah i uh i posted a video of me doing something i thought was pretty impressive and uh it got like two down votes and i was like okay well that's discouraging <laughs> yeah it's weird the dark souls community uh is definitely very strange for that like i running Dark Souls haters back in the day and like collecting hate mail for PvP was, you know, I did it just to get a laugh. Like I thought it was hilarious that these people were so serious about it that they would they would use the kind of language they would use. Uh, but then, you know, at the same time, I do this podcast and I've met hundreds of people that are great and just love Souls and it brings everybody together. And it's like, you know, one of those hippie kumbaya moments. And I, like, <laughs> it's just, it's you get both and I don't really understand why at all. Yeah, it's simply it's a large community. The people who uh, want to be on a podcast talking about it, I, they might be different people, you know, like different personalities. Than the people that are um, like spending all their time on Reddit, <laughs> downvoting p- people's cool cool videos. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what maybe. Was, what was the cool video? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, that one was either doing Madeira with no hits or punching him to death. It was one of the two. I, I figured it was one of those two, and I. One of the reasons I wanted to get you on this podcast is because I knew a little bit of your history with video games and uh, was like I, I was just kind of like surprised when I started seeing you post these like crazy challenge <laughs> runs and these crazy challenge yeah. fights. I want to know um, like what inspired you to start that process and how do you have any sanity left after you have finished it? <laughs> like a Madeir no hit run or a Madeir punch run. Like that, that that's like a 45 well, minute fight or something like that's, that's it, crazy. Well, to me. it was, it was the, the punch run was 31 minutes and it <sighs> took me four tries each try being more than 20 minutes and one try he was almost dead. And my cat, Turned off the PS4. <laughs> and rest in peace, the poor kitty. <laughs> yeah, there was there was. Um, I think I just sat for a little bit. No, wait, no, that's not when she took. No, actually, she did screw it up. But that's not what happened. Um, she fell actually, and it scared me. And I ran into him. No, she turned off the PS4 when I had almost beaten uh, Pontiff with uh, a broken sword. But anyways, that one was worse. So, I 
I don't know why I did them. Because I could. Like, I like the mountain, it was there. So you got to try. Sure. Sure. I don't have that many games um, either. So why not? Uh, and as for the sanity part, you are assuming I had the to begin with to lose. <laughs> so. Also, I am a uh, pre-medical biology major, mm-hmm. so I am well-hursed at doing things repeatedly. Over and over again. with the Over with the and over result. and over yeah. again <laughs> until I feel like I'm going to die. So Pontiff, no hit run, or excuse me, Pontiff, uh, Broken Sword run, Madeir, no hit, Madeir, punch to death. Uh, and I'm sure there's other ones that I'm not mentioning, but uh, which one do you did you find the most difficult? Well, I still haven't beaten Pontiff, so... Pontiff. Uh, when he gets into his second form, it, it's very difficult with the um, because you know his, um, his his little ghost pal is uh, de- they're they're on a delay, so his ghost will do something and him he'll do something, which add which it makes it very difficult to do damage, mm-hmm. and when your damage is so low, it it just it makes it very difficult. Yeah, I can I can imagine because <laughs> you're doing. I mean, what 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 are you doing per swing with a broken sword? Twenty three. Jesus Christ! It, in that, in that the uh, I did the abyss watcher. So this is this is trying to be an entire broken sword run. Um, no other weapon, and I I did the abyss watchers, and to date that's been my hardest fight. Uh. So doing some math, because uh, I just looked it up, I was curious. Pontiff Sullivan has uh, 5,106 HP. So yeah, 5,106 divided by, you said 23? Yeah. So you have to hit that dude 222 times. <laughs> This so, is, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making, definitely not making fun of you or anything. I just, uh, no, like that, yeah. that's a, that's a lot. Like that's, that's a lot for anything. I can parry him in the first phase, which helps a lot. Uh, but the second phase is the, is where it gets, gets dicey. And once you, uh, what, what is the feeling that you get once you finish these? Like once you did Madeir no hit run, um, or a Madeir, you know, punch to death run, is that just a feeling of, um, satisfaction or is it a feeling of like, okay, now what's next? Like, I want to go for the next hardest thing. Oh, it's definitely a feeling of satisfaction. Uh, I have to give myself a break, a little bit of a a break. Um, when I, when I punched him, I think it was a feeling of, oh my gosh, fear because it was, I, I, I was close to not succeeding. Uh, that's always that really good. Like, you know, like, Ooh, I did it feeling. Do you, do you seek out other challenge runs? Like, a, you know, the, probably the most well-known dark soul streamer is Lobos and he's kind of famous for doing weird yeah. and crazy challenge runs. Are you looking at that stuff and trying to replicate some of that to an extent just to see if you can do it? Uh, to an extent. I, I'm, an, I'm, I'm weird. Like, so another thing is I really enjoy the Madeir fight. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've beat him at least four times without taking a hit. Cause I, I just know him so well, but there are other fights that I just don't enjoy. So I'm not looking towards doing anything with them. Gotcha. Which is why I haven't worked really hard on the whole broken sword run because I don't particularly like uh, 
I pontiff I have no opinion towards, but I don't like Yorm. I did try Yorm with the sword. <laughs> how did how did that go? <laughs> Interestingly, so he's pretty easy to dodge. His issue is he's in exceedingly hard to hit. Uh, his hitboxes are very weird for some reason. For me, at least. I don't know. Maybe it's just a me issue. Uh, but I could not hit the guy's legs. No, it's... um. I mean, you're dealing with like a super short weapon too, but uh, oh, yeah. they, they very obviously mean for you to like go through the normal channels to beat that dude. So I think that um, it tried very to do much it so. the other way. They they didn't even. It's like they almost probably didn't even test for it to, to an extent. Like it feels it feels very. Um, I don't want to say buggy, but it feels kind of uh, clunky. Oh. clunky. Oh yeah, it's 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 rough. Um, and he has like like twenty thousand health. Yeah, that would take and a while. That's my, I don't even think my PS4 can record for long enough for that. <laughs> uh, like it can only record for an hour, and if uh, Mister Dragon Man over there has fourteen thousand or sixteen thousand, and it took thirty minutes with less defense, like I, I don't think it's going to work out. But um, I honestly have no clue what where I was going with that. No, no, I was. I mean, that's that's hilarious. That like you would have to like you know, hit the share button in the middle of that thing to save a video and then like splice two videos together to, to be able to upload it. <laughs> yeah, and then I would die and have to do it all, all over again. again. But at least you'd have the first half saved. So they really, you only need the second half. Who's going to know? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, th- uh, what do you, what are some of your favorite bosses as far as obviously Madeer, but like to, to do these kind of challenge runs for, well, in, in either in any of the games. I've done, um, Lagarius as a uh, parry only. He might be. He, I really enjoy him because I really enjoy parrying in Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that one. Um, Dark Souls Three is definitely my challenge game. Um, I think that's because it has the easiest like uh, gameplay mechanics, so it's easier to do challenge runs. Not necessarily that the bosses are easier, just that it's easier to not get hit as compared to say Dark Souls Two. We have there. I I did the fume night, and oh my gosh, some weird hitboxes. Um, Were you doing a uh, like a a challenge run on the fume night, or was it just a normal fight? Uh, no hit with him. That's um, I, I like that that fight a whole lot. Um, oh, I do too. It's. I like I like going in there. I, I like doing the thing where you can just immediately take him to the second phase. I, I find the second phase way more predictable and easier to dodge than the first. That's phase. the one I, I, I I've definitely I've done the um, first phase with no hit, but I always went in with the with uh, his. Yeah, uh, it's the only fight I legitimately look forward to in Dark Souls. In Dark Souls Two. Yeah, I'm super excited for that fight. Not really for any other fight. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Dark Souls Two doesn't work for you on a kind of mechanical level like the other ones do. I have a love hate relationship with Dark Souls Two. Um, it's grown on me. I think it has some uh, technical issues that make it a little less fun, but I think it also has a charm that you don't see in any of the other games uh, that I enjoy. I think it, ha- and I think it's also the prettiest of all of them. Maybe even prettier than Bloodborne. Personally. Wow, really? Yeah. Do you play in the uh, scholar version of PS4, I'm assuming? 
Uh, a scholar on my uh, laptop. On your laptop. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it was it's it's a weird thing to have souls at sixty frames per second. <laughs> like I'm oh, still. Oh, I do not have sixty frames per second. Oh, okay, okay, cool. I have uh, a frame so low that I'm not allowed to connect to uh, a server. Uh, oh, <laughs> your laptop so is struggling, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, it's about to burst into flames any second. Nice. Uh, it, in fact, it's doing well, but I shouldn't say this, but sometimes it randomly turns off. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm getting a new one soon, though. Nice. Uh, so I bought a PS4 this, this summer, and I finally have Dark Souls 3 uh, on the uh, PlayStation. Mm-hmm. But I platinumed it on Steam on my poor little computer, and when I went through... Some of these places, you could see every individual frame of a dodge. Wow. Because it would slow down that much? Yeah, it was rough. (laughs) That's crazy. I would find it really difficult to play like that. Some things were harder. Some things were easier. What things were were easier for you? The dancer. is Because the dancer is already a slow boss. Mm -hmm. But when she's slowed down even more, she's just... I, I mean... It's really easy, in my opinion. Uh, you don't find like because any time that I've dealt with like a low frame rate situation, because at one point I was trying to play the original Dark Souls on my uh, on my old laptop, which was you know basically a potato, um, and it would like I, it went any time it would slow down, it would just ruin my, my ability to like because it wasn't consistent. Like if it if it was consistently five frames per second, I could probably adjust, but it would kind of bounce all over the place. That was that. Well, that was me. I was pretty consistently bad. Okay, you were just constantly so, five frames per second. Well, it was actually really funny because I went from, you know, dodge early to counteract the, the slowness to working fine on my PS4, and I kept dodging into the swords, uh, because I was so used to playing for low frames. This is just a guess, but did you play Dark Souls three before you went back to Dark Souls two or Dark Souls one? Yeah, I went uh, Bloodborne 1, 3, 2. Bloodborne, and then 1, and then 3, and then 2. Interesting. Yeah. How did you, like, you know, did you do the same thing where you finished Dark Souls 1 and, like, went out and, like, consumed a bunch of lore videos and lore write-ups? No. I just kind of went. I was kind of playing it concurrently with uh, Dark Souls 3, so I had not been when I started Dark Souls 3, because again, I was using my friend's copy at this time, so we were playing whenever I could. Gotcha. That makes that makes sense. And then Dark Souls 2, we played together, and I have some stories about that. But uh, I wasn't actually interested Tell me some co-op stories. About playing. Uh, well, probably the biggest one that comes to mind is um... <laughs> so, the Rune Sentinels. So we were doing this blind. Um, the two of us. And so it was my turn to be the first uh, person to do the boss. So I summoned her. Uh, we, we, we walk into the room, and she immediately dies. Like, <laughs> immediately. So all the, so, the, the, so they're at double health now, and I am on my own. And I kill the first one, and then I fall to the, and I, I fall to the ground to fight the other two, and my sword breaks. 
Um, and I'm doing like, yeah, my sword. Your sword breaks because, during the fight. Oh my god, that's 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 yeah, terrible. Yeah, because I I for, well I don't know if I had experienced or I had just forgotten that in Dark Souls two, apparently you make your swords out of paper mache. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. Why? But apparently that's how they do it in uh, Dranglick. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have another one equipped, nor did I have like the stats to equip any of the ones I had. And I was doing like. I don't know. Ten damage. Wow. So it was like one was dead, one was halfway, and one was full. And I, I realized I actually hit a wrong button, and I realized I did more damage if I punched them. <laughs> so I just and, and I had never seen these guys before in my life, uh, or gals. And I, um, I ended up killing them. I had no gems. It took like fifteen minutes. But I did it, and I've died to them ever since. <laughs> like you'd think I'd get good, but no. <laughs> that's a weird thing where, uh, and it's a pattern I think that's consistent along most of the games, where people's first experiences with bosses are uh, really, really successful. Like I, there's been, I can't tell you the amount of times where I've gone in and like got a boss to seventy five percent and then died, and like going in the second time, like yes, I've got this. This is not going to be one of those bosses that constantly trips me up, and then have to do it like twenty more times after. Oh that. yeah, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. What do you uh? What, what what do you think was the boss that you um, like out out of all of them? Was like you had the most the hardest time coming to terms with? Oh. So, there's a couple ways. Like, the one that I think broke me the most was, ironically, Ayudic's Gundir. Okay. Uh, I struggled with that boy. Um, hardcore. I, I mean, it took me maybe 20, maybe more tries and I just felt like I couldn't do it and I was never going to be able to play the game but the boss I think is the hardest it, it's probably a tie between um, well Orphan of Coast was of course insane uh, but Lawrence on uh, any of the new game cycles is pretty tough too. yeah both of those are like I, I struggle a little bit with Ludwig, but not to the point where I struggle with Lawrence on like New Game Plus Plus or anything. Uh, I have a I have a distinct memory of uh, my friend and and you know Vader, your friend as well. You guessed it on Dark Insight. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I just happened to be up at like one o'clock in the morning, and he was streaming uh, his Lawrence attempts and whatever time it was in New Zealand. And so I just jumped on and tried to help him, and it took us like four or five tries, even with my completely overpowered like Chalice Diver build and. Man, just I was like, is this dude on New Game Plus? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I think it's actually New Game 2. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. That explains why he has an enormous amount of health. Jeez. Yes, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other boss that like, I had. Like, I definitely know my least favorites. Um, Shoot, give me, your, give me, your, give me your, your three least favorite bosses. The three? Okay, so... Uh, Fear of the Church is a shit broken fight. I'm sorry, it is terrible. Have you ever fought the NPC? Which which one? I'm sorry. The Spear Half Life. Oh yeah, Half-Light. absolutely. Yeah, in the DLC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
it is, in my opinion, a broken mess. It's a it's a miserable fight, and um, I'm kind of on the record as by the time that that DLC came out, I was completely burnt out on Dark Souls and Dark Souls Three specifically, and uh, I definitely cheesed. I went offline and just just fought the NPC. Like the people getting summoned was just too much for me. I was like, I just want to get past this. <laughs> Honestly, I think the NPC is worse than the people. Um, oh, wow, really? What was it doing to oh. you? Oh, well, so he's he's just broken because like if he has his bow out. Dude's gonna be dead super fast. But he is a parry master. Um, so if he has his shield out, don't hit him, because he will parry you. Unless you have an unparryable attack. And then his um, weapon art move does more damage than a hit from Madeir, as, as far as I'm aware. Uh, like, if you if he hits you all. It, it's, it's insane what it does to your health bar. I just, I just, I just hate the fight. <laughs> just really can't stand that one, huh? Oh no! I and I hate that it blocks Gale. I'm not good at Gale. Gale isn't like my favorite fight ever, but it's still a fun fight. And I hate that that stupid wannabe weeaboo is there in the middle. Your uh, other so that one's like for sure my least favorite. Like there's other fights that like I get really upset with. But I just come to mind right now. That's cool. <laughs> I said I'll probably randomly scream about it later. Don't worry sure. about it. <laughs> yeah. That's what Twitter is for. Remembering things oh, to, yeah. for saying things Ludwig. that you <laughs> Oh Ludwig. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I yeah. Hate, yeah, I hate him. Um I don't like him at all. <laughs> I've never <laughs> had fun in a fight with him ever in my life. I uh, it's it's such a weird thing because the cutscene that you get in the middle of that is maybe one of my like top five moments of Bloodborne. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll give you that. I do like that cutscene. And uh, and like the whole everything around Ludwig is so like top tier like from software content. I just love it to death. From like the 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 weird amalgamation bit of a horse and a man, like the weird horse noises it makes while it talks to you after the fight the moonlight great sword <laughs> always being one of my favorite swords like the everything around it the fight itself i'm i have gotten competent at but i don't necessarily enjoy it at all i don't think i've like i it's like i i don't i tend to not summon for fights and that is the fight i summon for <laughs> Please come here and take care of this for me. I don't want to do it anymore. (laughs) Oh, same with the demon princes, which is also another fight. I'm not. Do you say you're the demon princess were not a fight that you like? Yeah. I wouldn't say it's my least favorite fight, but I'm, I'm not good at it. Uh, and I get progressively worse every time I play, I beat them my first time, first try. And then from there, it has been a downhill spiral (laughs) of, failure i think i've only done that dlc twice now like i'm i get the itch every once in a while to start up dark Souls, dark souls 3 again and like go through all of the dlcs but it just it overwhelms me like just even thinking about going through the areas just overwhelms me oh yeah i don't even go to the i just kind of like go from boss to boss <laughs> just make a straight line through as much as possible huh oh yeah i've, I've beat the game in an hour and a half Oh wow! Just going to all of the uh, like story required bosses. Yeah, going through. Just active? Are you actively trying to speedrun? Are you uh, just just kind of going through it? Uh, 
I thought about it, then I died and got upset and said no. <laughs> the Abyss Watchers were like, well, cause I'm not interested in like learning all the different glitches and uh, ways people do it. I think it's interesting, though. I like watching them. Yeah, um, I I just don't have the patience for it. Like Dark Souls one, I did a couple of runs and like got it to like two or three hours or something. But uh, I just I don't have the patience to sit there and do it over and over again. I just it's not me. It's not what I play video games for. So. Have you ever done the uh, Sins Gate skip? I haven't done it. No, I've I've seen it done several times. But like I've re- I'm one of those weirdos that just really fucking loves Sins Fortress. So to me, yeah, like, I, I just I just want to go through that level as much as possible. So I don't really care about. I guess I mean I, you still have to go through it. You're just skipping the gate. But yeah, I don't I don't know, man. Like uh, <laughs> I, I just it it seems like that's more trouble than like actually skipping to the bottom of Blight Town and just killing Quaylog real quick. So it is so difficult. I yeah. did it, and I had no clue how to control myself afterwards. Up is not. It, it's like a weird tank control mashup. Yeah. Terrible. So for, for those out there that may not know this, you. Um, yeah. Sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to describe this. If I get this wrong, let me know because I don't I don't know quite the I don't have the mechanics memorized. But you essentially parry an enemy, um, and, and on your way to uh, Sin's Fortress, like in the Undead Burg, one of the hollows there, and then um, do something, and somehow it locks your camera like up above you, almost like you were had fallen off a ledge, and you're, you know you see your body go away. And then you can kind of just walk into Sin's Fortress without opening, without ringing either, either the, ringing both of the bells. So it's a yep. pretty, it's a pretty hefty time saver if you can do it reliably. But it's just watching it, I can tell like, oh yeah, that's that doing that reliably is going to take some extreme skill. Doing the like getting the camera in that angle is actually really easy. Uh, after that fact is not. Uh, and I don't know how they those people do it so fast. I think maybe if you have a keyboard mouse, maybe it's easier than controller. But that's just speculation. I could maybe see that. Although the idea of playing, and I know a bunch of people out there doing it, but like, man, the, the idea of playing Dark Souls with a keyboard mouse is so alien to me. I couldn't, how, how do you do that? I did, uh, I just wanted to see, I, I, I was bored and all I had was my laptop. So I was like, oh, let's see how far I can go using a mouse pad. Mm-hmm. I made it like halfway through. Uh... Sorry, the, the Cathedral of the Deep. That was the that's what it was called, and it was torture and terrible. But <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine it being good. I need to <laughs> uh, I need to track down some people that play like Dark Souls with you know dance pads and Donkey Kong congas and stuff like that to see if see what that's that experience is like. They're crazy. Definitely kind of crazy. Do you have any ideas for like future challenge runs? Like, what are you working on right now? Right now, The Witcher is taking up my entire life. Oh yeah. Uh, but I was just that no hit or the uh, broken sword run, and I was going to see if I could do gun deer without taking a hit. And then some people told me to do a soul level one run. In which game? Three, uh, Dark Souls Three is ah. the only one I would feel confident with. I don't. I haven't really looked into any Soul Level One, uh, Dark Souls Three runs. Like, what is what is the strategy? Because like in Dark Souls One, the strategy is like get Pyro, win the game. Um, <laughs> like, what what does that look like in Dark Souls Three? I don't really know. I think it's just kind of go <laughs> and hope. Well, because like hope and pray. In that game, 
but you have to be yourself a pretty high level for it. So I'm curious as a as somebody who got into the series a little bit kind of late in her life and kind of got into video games late in her life uh, and as someone who's not really looking forward to secure that much. What is your ideal next game from 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 software? Like, would it be a, a Dark Souls four, a Bloodborne two, something entirely new? Uh, Bloodborne two. <laughs> what is what is your oh. ideal Bloodborne two look like? Just nothing but bosses. Honestly, if they just like released a supercut of every single boss in the Souls series that you just ran from place to place to find a perfect game right there. You know, there was always that that rumored boss rush chalice dungeon that um, I think it finally got found, and it wasn't an actual boss rush at all. It was like a boss testing facility or whatever. But uh, I've always I always thought that would be a really cool idea in Souls to have a, a boss a boss rush mode. Yeah, because they have those mods which look. Uh, you ever have seen the boss rush mods? Yeah, I've seen like the the Dark Souls one version of that where it just teleports you from boss to boss, which I find very very cool. I think that's really neat. Yeah. It would be so much fun, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, that would be my game. Just, just nothing but bosses. Nothing but bosses. No areas. Just just go from boss to boss to boss to boss. That's really good. It's like increasing levels of disgusting, beastie, bugaboo, grossness to the point where like the final boss is just the room you're in. It's like goo. There was a um a few years back. There was a Capcom game. Um, that uh, it was essentially that where it was kind of a side-scrolling kind of beat 'em up game. Um, I'm trying to remember the name. It had it was like a it wasn't Okami. It was but it was like Akuma or something. It was some weird name like that. Um, and I'm can't, Google is failing me. But essentially, like you had an anime dude, and like all you did was punch bigger and better alien dudes, and it just kept scaling up and up until at one point you're starting to punch a planet. Like it's just it got over the top, but it was pretty much like a boss rush mode of, of that, which nice. was fun. <laughs> that um, is it Akuma? No, that's a Street Fighter character. I don't know what this is. <clears throat> people <laughs> people are literally yelling at their at their radios and iPhones right now because I can't remember the name of the stun game, and I'm sorry. <laughs> You're going to get a million uh, messages about this one. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah. If I remember it again, I'm just going to put it in the intro and be like, hey, there's going to be a point where I can't remember a game and it's this. So don't 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 at me and don't send emails. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, do you think that ex- play, finding these games and experiencing them and doing these challenge runs have changed you either as a person or as a as a person who plays games? Definitely. Definitely. How so? Uh, well, one, it's gotten me a lot. I don't run off ledges as much. I still do, <laughs> uh, but not as much. Um, but I don't know. It, it's it's definitely taught me some patience, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and honestly, I think the biggest takeaway that you can get from a Dark Souls game, and a lot of people don't like the games, and I just tell them is that it teaches you that failure is okay, and that if you just keep trying, you'll probably succeed. But that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And that's and that's one of the things I do love about the games. Like, there's nothing in there that you can't do. There's nothing's impossible. It takes time and patience. Yeah, it's um, it's it's interesting because I when I played Dark Souls for the first time, I would get frustrated when I die, and now like I'm playing a different, totally different game called Immortal Unchained, and I just you know, it's, it's very much in that souls experience where you're eking out progress, but every time I die and, or I lose my souls or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I lost 16 yeah. million souls in dark souls one once. I'm a, I'm all right. I'm good. Oh yeah. I mean, 
If someone could find a way to show me all of the souls that I've lost. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would love to see that number. That would be funny. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to have that tracked across like all of my playthroughs on all of the games and just have it like be a, a zillion souls or something. That would be really great. Oh my gosh, so many souls. I've, I've the entire population of the universe I have lost. Well, uh, Kat, thank you very much for getting up relatively early on a Saturday morning and spending some time with me and sharing your experiences with the Soul Series. This was an absolute blast. So I thank you very much for guesting. You, <clears throat> sorry. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Where can people uh, find you on the internet and watch your cool challenge runs? Uh, so I have a Twitter, which is uh, CatTheWolf1, uh, because apparently there's another CatTheWolf out there. Uh, so it's at CatTheWolf. And then I have a Twitch as well. I'm not super active on it, but hopefully that'll change. And it is also Cat the Wolf One. Got to keep that branding in check. <laughs> yeah. It's a little difficult name. And I'll, uh, uh, I'll uh, <laughs> add that. Oops. You were hosting somebody and it started playing noise in my ears. Whoops. Um, I'll add both of the links to that in the show notes so that people can just go and click on it right now and follow you in both places. I also do have a YouTube. There's like three videos there, uh, including me uh, with me punching the deer to death. If you have 31 minutes that you, you want to watch some stranger fight a dragon, <laughs> uh, it's I'm going to give you a guess as to what that channel's called. Is it uh, um, Cat the Wolf 1? It's actually just Cat the Wolf. There's no one. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I tricked you. <laughs> You had me. You got me. <laughs> um, well, cool. I'll have links to all of that in the show notes. So just, uh, you know, if you're interested in any of that stuff, out, listeners, just please go out there and do that. And thank you once again, Kat, for, for guesting. Thank you so much for having me. As always, I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. You can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find the podcast at don'tgiveupskeleton.com. That has links to all of the social media places that it, the podcast exists at. It also has links to a t-shirt. If you want to put a skelly on your belly, it's a great place to do it. Um, and if you want to support the show directly, consider pledging to the Patreon or uh, leaving iTunes reviews or just telling a friend. But if you don't want to do any of that, that's fine. I really appreciate you listening. We'll be back next week with another guest. And until then, remember, don't give up skeleton. I think that may be the most professional outro that I've ever done on this podcast. It took me 147 episodes, but I did it. It was very good. <laughs> I recorded this yesterday.